triggering me this time. I heard the word Davis ass, and I was ready. I'm not doing any tweets at the moment, actually. Don't talk about yourselves. Have had a good day? Um, right, where are we? Here we go. Hello and welcome to ABW Live, your 14th favourite Arsenal podcast. With me this afternoon to talk about all the fun and the joy of that game and uh, broke the world record for many, many... Yes, I am bloody cold before anybody asks. I refuse to put the big heater behind me on. That's two kilowatts of power. And per hour, that's about £600 now. Thank you very much, Putin. With is is Nick in Norwich. How cold are you, Nick? Oh, I'm boiling, Danny. I've got the window open, mate. Get off. Not interested. Also, uh, is David. How are you warm, David? Yeah, it's been nice weather. Do you know how much per kilowatt hour you pay for electricity, by the way? I have no idea. Do you care? I probably should. Our one has gone from 24p per kilowatt hour to about 42p. <laughs> there we go Nick helping save the planet so uh, I have got a very expensive scarf that Sean's mum knit me for my birthday and I've got a blanket on me as well because I'm old anyway let's go and have a chat and a say hello to some of the scumbags in the chat box first of all it's Paul Nell not Neil alright there's Luke Howard ex-Arsenal goalkeeper uh, would have been above West Ham on goal difference if we'd have scored the two pens card if we had loads of them Avon not Teddington said can I just go off early can can I just go get an early off, early F, John Mo- Oh, he's saying, can he tell John Moss to fuck off early? Yes, you can. Uh, Gemini Jedi. Uh, the sliding arm back on Cedric's shot was so clear, my one-eyed dog would have given it. <laughs> Carlito, what's up, Gooners? Howdy doody. Corey. Where are you, Corey? I'm not seeing you around. Uh, get on with it. Thank you. This is what I need. There's no Carl shouting at me. Although I did watch the game with Carl. Did you watch much of the game with me, Nick? I can't remember. I wasn't looking. That's you, Nick. Oh, I thought you said something else. Yeah, I watched all the game. With me? No. Well, like, uh, I was watching it, obviously, legally. And there was legally. No for me we to went to the game. Yeah, I went to the game and I got back from Norwich in, like, 11 minutes. Excellent. Rudy, a good game for, from us, but needed to score more goals. Uh, there's a long one from Luke. I'm only reading that stuff for people that I haven't already said hello to. Formerly Noza. Hello, cheeky monkeys. Carnage. Oi, oi. Uh, Thunder Road is there. Is that Waffles? Is that you, Waffles? Have you got anything to say? Is Thunder ever mean to you in the chat? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I try not to pay attention. <laughs> Apov uh, says, no, mate, my third favourite Arsenal podcast easily. Oh, bless you. Loki, 2-1 evening. Oh, Rocky says, much needed win today. Good to see Pepe back. Yes, it was, doing his tricks and skills. Uh, Daniel is there. Hello, gents. Albert is there again. Hello, Gooners. No 3-0, but three goals. Should have gotten a penalty and awarded the first half. And VJ. The legend from the ABW uh, comments section on YouTube, one of the few, can actually be bothered to type anything. Hello, VJ. Nice to have you here. Right, Nick, let's um, start with the lineup, shall we? I've made some notes. I might mess them up as I go along. Any surprise with the lineups? This could be a very short question and answer <laughs> session on the lineups. Well, not really, because he's sold and loaned out every other player. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure every Arsenal supporter would say, yeah, that's that's the starting eleven." And yeah, I mean, I suppose you could argue Pepe, maybe, but you can't really take him out of the side of you know Saka and Smith Rowe at the moment. So 
that's probably it, really. I think you can't really talk much about that, can we? I'm very cold. I've even got hand warmers here. These things are genius. You get them on a, on, on the tax-avoiding scumbags. It's also a phone charger. They're like 5,000 milliamp hours, and they warm up and keep your, keep my paws warm. They're only about 15 quid each. So I've got two of them. Thanks that nobody asked. Daniel says, how sad will must be tonight? Probably very. Carlito, we could have been fourth today, so we're not conceding. Yeah, um, possibly. And then we would have been on the same goal difference. And I think it goes games against each other uh, or goals scored. I'm not sure one or the other. I think it's goals scored. Ah, okay. Well, we wouldn't have then. In fairness, Arteta has got squad down to the essentials. <laughs> David, any shocks for you in the, in the starting lineup? Is there anything you would have changed? No, I mean, they pretty nailed it. It chooses itself now. Does. <laughs> yeah. Right, sticking you, David. Uh, my third, I missed the first nine minutes of the game because we got to the game late. And so, 10th minute, double penalty claim. Uh, White went down, and that was, uh, I don't think that was a penalty. Then the lacquer one kind of reminded me of the foul on the Wolves goalkeeper with lacquer. It was almost the other way around for that one today. Did you think either of those two were decent penalty claims? Uh, I measure penalty claims by whether or not Xhaka would have gotten a red card by doing that. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's a penalty then. <laughs> so, is that a yes for both, no matter what? I mean, in all seriousness, I don't think the Ben White was, but but the one on Lockout was. There was a argument to be made there, I think. Yes, Nick, do you think either were penalties? No, nah, probably not. I mean. The Ben White one, maybe. I think that's one of those classic cliches where if that was in the middle of the park, it'd probably give a free kick. But obviously in the penalty area, everything has to be a lot more... Well, for Moss, everything has to be really nailed on, like crucified nailed on with him today. He didn't didn't really want to give anything, did he? No, he didn't. I'm just looking at some of those other scores. I'm just looking around the scores. The only one that really helped us is West Ham drawing. Spurs are going to get spanked by Man City. Anytime soon, and that'll be four consecutive Premier League losses for Spurs. Oh, bless them. And Norwich nearly beat Liverpool uh, until Liverpool scored some goals. So that, that made me sad that they didn't beat them. Right, where else were we? Uh, anyone in the chat saying anything? Um, oh, here we go. Uh, Thunder says, Waffles has a nice beard and a good set of hair on him. Certainly does. There you go. Shane says, seeing you, Danny, over and over again. Oh, on over. Ah, oh, Richard's podcast. I've followed you since then. Very happy to follow your channel. Love it. Thank you very much, Shane. That's nice of you. If anybody is new, do give the channel a, a subscribe. Give it a thumbs up. And if you don't like it, then um, we'll, we'll do better. Oh, I haven't read Jedi's out. Defense is fixed. Just attacking need doing. Yeah, that, that is very true. Will T. Boring football, but another win. Thank goodness for youngsters. Jacket is a passenger. We'll, we'll come to that later. <laughs> Uh, Gemini, thank goodness for Saka and Smith. I think we're going to be saying that for at least the next decade. Carlito, Xhaka refused the warm band. We'll come to that. Sigh, everybody out. Rudy, not sure if City will beat Spurs. They are doing mad things, usually against them. Have faith. Spurs will shit the bed. Right, Nick, um, 11th minute. This I don't know if anybody else picked up on this. The, the last game against Wolves, Xhaka got um, booked early on for grabbing someone's shirt as they ran off and stretching it. Uh, 11th minute, Xhaka yet again grabs the shirt of his man as he get, turns him and runs past him. I was going to ask the question, is Xhaka stupid? But that's obviously the answer, yes, he is. Does he care? No, he doesn't. Is he ever going to learn? No, he isn't. So, Nick, is there a decent question based on that you could ask yourself? 
Um, I think Xhaka wears a medium shirt. I think that's the best answer I could come up with, but <laughs> I don't know. Probably the easiest rule in football not to break is pulling someone's shirt, and he just keeps doing it. And I don't know why. Like I said, was he 29, nearly 30? He's just I not going to stop. People. He's just yeah. not going to keep do- He's just going to keep doing that until we sell him, aren't we? David, what do you think? Because when I was saying it, you were nodding your head. Um, he looks quite he sad. He is who he is at this point, right? He's not going to change. Um, so my beef, I guess, is with Arteta for keeping him. Why is he mm. still here? I think we did. I'm not sure who made the decision that the extra five million that they that Roma refused to pay was the the stumbling block, and whether Arteta could have done anything about that. I'm not sure that he has a say in the finances on the deal, so maybe that's down to Edu and and Vinay. But it's, we probably would have been better off this season if he'd have left. Um, we definitely would have had more minutes on the field of eleven players. Right, next bit. Uh, while I got you. David, uh, 12th minute, lack of scores, offside. He broke too early. Uh, uh, what Did you see that? What did you think of that? That was quite um, quite bad of him. Yeah, it, it was well worked, but once again, it's Lacazette being Lacazette. <laughs> He's, mm. I mean, like, everybody talks about his intangibles, but he doesn't put the ball in the back of the net. And when he does, he's offside or there's something else going on where it gets called, recalled. So I... Carnish oh, says, Xhaka was offside, not Laka. Is that right? I, I just saw the... Right. I thought they were both offside a bit. Well, I say lean and offside. I think that's just a striker now, especially since they've changed the offside rule in the last, what, 10 or 15 years. You know, Lacazette's been playing. I mean, they had the daylight rule and scrapped that. And the striker, they like to try and stay, you know, on the defender's shoulder and try to stay level. But even if you're somewhat level, if half your kneecap's offside, you're offside. So I don't know if you can, you know, if you have to basically retrain everyone to be a yard onside rather than be level, because level, you might as well be offside now because... I mean, David would probably say the same thing. How tight those lines are, that's just silly, really. You know, you're not you're not gaining an advantage by having half a kneecap offside, really, are you? No. Or no, you're not. But, no, you know, from what I remember, the, when they showed the line where they shave one half and leave the other half unshaded, Laka was leaning offside and quite a bit of his body was past the defender. So, yeah, he was, he was offside. Ah, huh, Kalito says he thinks it was tyranny offside. Either way, good Everybody bit of play. Yeah, good bit of play, and it didn't work because uh, the new rules were an absolute mess. Right, um, Nick. Uh, well, this isn't really something to talk about. Party had a shot in the twenty-first minute. Was off. Um, it was went wide. Twenty-fourth uh, minute. Great inception by Xhaka. Set up Lacazette. Lacazette again shot wide, having a terrible time up front. 28th minute, Odegaard had a pot shot and that went wide. So on the 30th minute, Nick, eight shots at goal, one on target, 73% possession and six corners. Should we have done better? Uh, yeah. <laughs> should you know, we shoot more? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say we should shoot more because we were shooting quite a lot. The only problem is we seem to be shooting for the corner flag rather than the goal. <laughs> And maybe, maybe listen, we should shoot better. 
and actually try to get. I mean, that Lacazette one just pretty much summed up his career, especially the last few years where. You know, used to see, like, when we signed him and Chris said how brilliant he was, we go watch the YouTube highlight reel and he's, like, smashing them in from 30 yards into the top corner and we see him, do, you know, have that shot. And, like I said, that pretty much went out for a throw-in. It was really bad. And I... I mean, that's probably... Whether or not we are having, like, shooting practice, I don't know. I assume we are, but I don't, I don't know how Lacazette has forgotten how to score a goal. I've never known a striker to, you know, be actually to be able to score goals and then just forget. We'll come later on into it about um, some of the other stuff that he didn't do. David, would you have expected more? Or do you think with the current Arsenal with no real strikers, do you think that's uh, just bound to happen no matter what the situation? The note I have here to myself is that whenever our strikers shoot and a lot of our strikers, they seem to be, they look like they haven't, practice shooting in 10 years their body is all out of position they're leaning back they're not over the ball they're not opening up their body to actually strike the ball correctly and so i wonder how much time do they spend in practice actually shooting none they spend it all passing back have you made notes (laughs) have you well, you should have told me. Have you you got any notes then? Before I, the only other note I've got now is almost no playing out from the back, mostly attacking down the right hand side. Because I thought that um, tyranny in recent games, tyranny's had a very easy no, not easy. He's been very quiet with the amount of attacking he's been asked to do, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, my only other note is that at one point we had over eighty percent possession. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got. I made like and people complained notes. about them the Wenger years, but that's fine. You want Nick? I think I made like two notes left. Like we end. I think there was, was there was another penalty for a handball, possibly just before the end of the first half. What did you think of that, Daniel? Can't you remember that completely? Yeah, thirty seventh minute. Cedric had it as a shot, hits it, and it hits low and hits the elbow as the of the Brentford player as he was going down. No penalty. Didn't even take 30 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds to have a look at it. But just straight away, they all went, no, not that's not a penalty. Did you, you two think it might be a penalty? Do you want to go first? I- yeah, sure. Uh, I, if, I mean, yeah, it could be a penalty. I think it would be a little bit harsh. She was facing away from the ball and his, was sliding across the pitch. I don't, I don't think his arm was in too unnatural of a position. He certainly wasn't reaching for the ball. But yeah, those have been given before, so... Why not? Nick? Yeah, I mean, especially what we've had the last, what, 18 months, and particularly at the start of, I think it was last season, where they were just giving handball <laughs> for everything. One of the hilarious ones was when, um, where it hit, I can't remember, it was a Spurs play, where it hit him from behind and hit the back of his arm when he was jumping up for a header, and they still give it. So it's just weird with ha- handball and rules in general, like now they we all used to know what handball was. Has he deliberately handled the ball or not? Which most of us know what that is or not. But then they come up with these weird interpretations of the rule to make it more complicated, talking about the length of your shirt and natural body positions and things like that. You know, I mean, I think five years ago we'd have all said nah because it was just too close to him. It was only what? two, three yards away, and he did blast that at him. But like I said, you're sin and given, and that's just like that word again we always say in every 
football podcast has been saying for the last five years about referees, just consistency in the decisions. Please. I'm just having a quick look through Twitter. So I don't follow this person, but Amy Newman has tweeted because it's come up. Xhaka, can it Xhaka, Seymour, recommended. She's put, don't worry, Xhaka, none of us wanted you to have the armband either. <laughs> that is funny. Um, so where were we up to? Uh, no playing up that. Uh, and then after that, all I've put before the first before the first half ended, it's just non-stop attacking from us, but they have nine at the back. David, have you got any other notes before the end of the first half? My only other note for the first half is like I don't know how we didn't score in that last little push. We were all over them, but we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. It was really frustrating to watch. Oh, hey, I thought you'd moved to boats, Corey. Ah, he says he's got himself a convoy. Nice, good, good luck. Um, right, so halftime stats. This is what I think one of you two mentioned. 16 shots, which is the Premier League record for this season. Two on target, which is not a Premier League record for this season. 80% possession, which I think you said earlier, David, and nine corners. I mean, you look at that and say, okay, that was the stats. What do you reckon the score was? What do you reckon? What would you have gone with, Nick, if you had to have a guess? For any any game, not just Arsenal, because given it Arsenal, that's a bit of a giveaway that it's going to be <laughs> even nil nil or one nil. Well, you'd assume two, possibly three, at least. You know, yeah. that'd be a fair assumption. But didn't we didn't we have something similar a few months ago where we had something like more shots than anybody else in the first? Is that the one we just beat, and was that the whole over the whole game? Should have something similar with shots at goal in the there first. There was a few a few games ago. It might have been. Was it Burnley or someone like that? Do you remember, David? Mm-mm. No. Remember. I'm just looking here. Liverpool today had 29 shots and they had eight on target. That's uh, that's probably even more frustrating. And Burnley, let's have a laugh and see how many Burnley had on. Burnley had 10 shots, three and how many were on target? Uh, four. That's not bad. I think Did they had more on target than us, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, that was only our first half stats. I've not looked at the entire game to see what I, I don't even what they are. Oh, our entire game stats. We had 24 shots on target for the whole game. No, 24 shots and eight on target and only two went in. Mm. Well, I suppose we're just having a moan for, for the sake of it, but just makes you think, doesn't it, David? If we had someone up front who was a lethal striker, like if we had an Henri or an Ian Wright or a Van Persie or an Adebayor or any of those kind of players, they probably would have got three, four, five, six goals today with all that, <laughs> with all that um, attacking prowess that we don't have. <laughs> Even Shamak would have gotten a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that says it all. Uh, right, second half, forty-seventh uh, minute, Nick. Goal, ESR. ESR runs down the left. After the ball, after a ball from Lacazette, Tierney takes one man with him. Very good play from Tierney. I like that one. I saw it on the replay. Takes one man of the two men that were on ESR with him. ESR continues his run into the box in a diagonal line from the left-hand side of the, the penalty area and shoots to the goal he's left into the bottom right corner. Great goal. We've seen a lot of that from him, haven't we, Nick? That seems to be almost like his trademark um, thing, uh, goal running into the box and going all Pythagoras on the game on the goalkeeper's arse, and he's really killing him with angles. Yeah, I just love the lad. I mean, I just want him to sign like a ten-year contract and just give him what well, I say, give him whatever he wants. Obviously, you know, just whether or not. I mean, he's got to be putting his name, you know, 
name in the running for a captain, if depending on who's going to get sold in the summer. And I just love a midfielder that just runs into the box and have a shot. I mean, I was, I mean, one of my notes I put down, I was trying to think to the last midfield we actually had that actually did that. And the only one I could think like old was Sesk. I honestly can't think of a midfielder that would do that because, and I think that's why the goalkeeper was sort of caught slightly flat footed. Cause I think he got a hand to it. And I think if it had been a little bit, it's probably maybe would have saved it, but I mean, I'm glad he didn't, but it's just, I just think they thought, Oh, that's Arsenal. They're going to get to the edge of the box and just pass it out to the wingers and do their usual side to side crap up and down the pitch and probably end up back with Ramsdale. And he just, like I said, I'm just so happy for him when he just got it. And I was actually, well, I said I jumped up. I'm sitting down, so I banged my knee trying to jump up. And I was just happy that he scored the same as Saka. And, you know, I mean, like we said a few weeks ago when we come back after the break in Dubai that, um, you know, who's going to be our top goal scorers, you know, for the end of the season. And we were talking, most of us were saying, you know, Smith Rowe or Saka and stuff like that. I mean, I said Lacazette, so obviously I don't know anything, but, yeah. you know, because I wanted it to be Lacazette. But I think it's like um, Dave said earlier, you know, these boys are keep, you know, keeping us in the chase for the top four because our strikers are just not really doing their job, all but both of them. Goals in the Premier this season, David. We've got uh, Smith Rowe on nine, Saka on seven, Martinelli, not a striker, four, Erdegaard, four, Aubameyang, four, Lacazette, three, and that's it. So, all in our entire Premier League season, our two strikers between them have scored seven goals. That's uh, that's not a recipe for success, is it? No, no it isn't. Why they didn't sign a striker in the January window, I'm sure they have a reason. Um, either the person they wanted wasn't moving or we didn't have the money, which the longer it goes on, the more that's what I think. Yeah. Um, we didn't have the money. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we need somebody in the middle who can put the ball in the back of the net. And they don't even have to be Henri or, you know, uh, even Adebayor at his prime. We just need somebody solid who can hold up the ball, get others involved, and score on occasion. They don't have to be, because as we've been saying, this you know for the last couple of minutes here, Saka and ESR, they're gonna contribute. And if you can get a striker that's gonna bring them into the game even more, they're gonna contribute more. I mean, as much as I'd love to have a thirty goal a season striker, that's I just don't see it happening. There's that goal, that striker isn't out there right now, at least not at a price we can afford. So. We just need some. We need somebody like Locke who can put it, but can put it in the back of the net when he has the opportunity. So, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. It's sad. Sad to see. Fiftieth minute, Nick Locke has a chance to put Saka through. It's on the right hand side of the coming up to the right hand side of the penalty area, uh, and he couldn't even get a short pass on target. Kicked it at the defender while Saka ran off and went. There's no ball. Uh, that was very poor from him, wasn't it? He, he can't shoot. He's uh, the only thing he seems to be doing for the club at the moment is, is hold up play. Is that enough from a striker, or would you say that he's not even classified as a striker due to the role he's playing? Not really. I mean, I don't even know what he's playing. Is it a false nine? I'm not really sure. But there was that with striker. Yeah, false striker. I mean, I did coin the phrase with my mates who kept calling him lack of threat because he never seems to, you know, pose any threat to goal. That's very cutting. 
I know that's great. That's one of my best ever. But there was a few moments like that. I remember because obviously, I mean, I was there watching it and got back to Norwich in ten minutes. I was obviously not watching any illegal stream whatsoever. Illegal. But but there was a few times where he ran through on goal to the right of the goalpost and he'd done a cutback and just missed everybody and never got anywhere near one of our own mans. And I looked and I thought, is that a replay or did, did he just do the exact same thing again where he just completely missed everybody and I don't know what's up with him I mean well I do know what's up with him he's leaving in the summer that's probably what's <laughs> up with him is he acts is he gonna I know you've got to play your way for a new deal but if he does something and injures himself like if he got a broken leg by you know getting stuck in or putting his leg somewhere to score a goal like who was it was it, um Van Persie, was it Van Persie did that? Or Fabregas, I remember breaking his leg, scoring a goal or something. I might have been Van Persie. I mean, he really injured himself to score a goal. And I think Koscielny's done it and people like that in the past. Is he actually going to do that? Or is he trying not to get injured? I vaguely remember someone saying that um, Fabregas scored a goal with a broken leg. Oh, yeah, that was the penalty. Sorry, Mum, I was getting confused with Koscielny. Yeah. I think Koscielny, like, I think it was the... um. Was it the whole game where he scored the first goal and the bloke wiped him out and he like almost broke his leg? No, that, anyway, no. I'm just saying, I don't think he's going to, you know, put himself in a position where he'd get injured. So, Dave, is the answer to this for the rest of the season, another 15 games? I think we've got 15 games. Um, just having a look there. Yeah, 15 games. Can, can Arteta justify playing Lacazette in that forward role, holding role, whatever you're going to call it, if it means that we're going to have 20 chances and score one goal against the bottom team, the worst team in the league. Can he carry on doing it? Oh, of course he can. <laughs> he probably will. Would he? I don't think so. What would you do? At this point, you have to do something a little weird. Play Pepe as a false false nine, maybe. Um, play ESR as a false nine. It didn't work in the in the Europa League game, but it might work um, against lower tier Premier Premier League teams. I don't, I don't know. He they got we've gotten ourselves into the situation by not by first getting rid of Alba and then not signing somebody to replace him. Because as sad as it is, at four goals, he was our top scoring striker. Top, if I can speak, top scoring striker for the season. Yeah, well, maybe Arteta's and them lot at the club are looking at it that for every month that Aubameyang isn't here, we're saving ourselves one and a half million pound, one point two million, something like that. And uh, maybe they, uh, uh, Vinay sends a text to Edu, or uh, or Stan sends a text to Vinay Edu and Arteta once a month with. Kaching bags of money emoji, 1.2 million saved. Thanks, lads. And see you in the summer. Oh. I don't think that's the case. I think that we're not <laughs> it definitely liquid. isn't the case. I don't think we're as liquid as everybody likes to say and think we are. Um, I know that to sign Pepe, we leveraged the farm, right? And last summer, how many loans did we take out to sign all of the players that we signed last summer? And how's that affecting our finances? Um, Yes, uh, Spurs are one nil up. Uh, the uh, Juventus reject Dejan Kulovsky. Don't ask me to say that again. Scored with uh, Son with the assist. 
he seemed to be playing in a, a two two number tens behind behind the uh, the Muppet up front. Um, so there's some people there. Uh, you've got that. Ah, Loki says uh, lacquers like a beta max in the VHS world at the moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, four minutes. Oh, Amanda is there. Wonderful three points. 15 cup finals to go, and we need a striker. We do. If you go to the same old Arsenal podcast, I was on there with Amanda last night and Melvin. We had a right old giggle and a chat, and yeah, Amanda I made love Amanda. Did, did Danny, did you know Amanda was at Anfield 89? Not many people know that. She wasn't. She only, she only started supporting Arsenal in 2004, like everyone else. <gasps> Blasphemy. Rudy's got a quote for us. We want to win every game. As I said before, we want to try and give a big purpose to the season. Things change very quickly. That's just that's much of a nothingness, isn't it? Another another quote, part of a quote. Oh, here we go. It's a continuing win. Things change very quickly. It's really difficult to win matches in this league. We need to prepare for the next game and go again. David, what have you got to say when he says it's really hard to win matches in this league? Or be your reply to him. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Um, I, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. That, that's the thing is, is in his interviews, he usually says the right thing. He sounds really good. Um, but when the rubber hits the road and he has to actually put together tactics and choose a side, that's where it kind of falls apart. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, what do you do? We won. It's three points. Go to the next game. That's all we can do for the rest of the season is focus on the next game and win it. Yeah, the history books aren't going to go. Little asterisks. Lacazette didn't really do much, and we had plenty of shots on goal. I was just going to say 2-1, win, and a W. Not even win. More quotes here from Arteta. Arteta on if the Brentford opening day defeat was added motivation for today's win. And Arteta said that helps. And the scar was there and it certainly felt it. I tried to transmit to the players that we should now forget how not forget how we felt after that game. Well, most of the players who played that game aren't here, are they? What do they do? Send a telegram to Aston Villa, another one to, to uh, where else are they gone? Middlesbrough. Someone at Visible said, uh, Balogun, you got a telegram from Arteta saying, don't forget how shit it was to lose. Yeah, that's not happening. Right, where are we up to? Lacker's chance, 76 minutes. Uh, Lacker goes after the ball, falls over. The ball goes out wide to Odegaard. I might have got some of this wrong, people, because it's a whole lot of kerfuffle. So the ball goes out on the to Odegaard on the right wing. Runs, He runs with it at the goal and passes it at an on-running Pepe, but their player barely puts it out for a corner. Pepe had a chance there. Nick, yes, Pepe looked, I think the point I'm trying to make there and did badly, Pepe came on and looked lively, full of all the tricks and skills, and uh, was a bit of a goal threat, wasn't it? Or, Or a goal creation threat at the very least. Yeah, I mean, Pepe always is. I mean, what we said he doesn't even know what he's going to do. So we don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're supposed to mark that bloke because what they say is the, the, the chaos player where he just runs around like a lunatic. I mean, I mean, we can say what we want about Pepe. We all know we were done over on the price and there was a dodgy, you know, there was a dodgy dealing with um, our COO or whoever at the time, and he's now gone. So it is what it is. And that's not his fault, what he cost, but 
I wouldn't say he's like ever really shied away from what he's trying. You know, he's always, you know, he's on the pitch because he's always making stuff happen, whether or not he's getting like fouled quite a lot or running at people. And like I said, because um, Saka and Smith Rowe are actually scoring, are only keeping him out of the side. If those two stop scoring, he should probably be in the starting lineup. Yeah, David, you agree with that as well, didn't you? Is uh, he was looking dangerous when he came on? Can compare him to how dangerous Eddie looked when he came on? They're both in the same game. Did Eddie come on? Apparently, uh, Pepe came on in the seventy-fifth minute. Eddie came on nine minutes later. Compare, uh, David, your, your thoughts on comparing how Pepe um, took the game and how Eddie kind of went, huh? What do you want me to do? Again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pepe's got, he's, he's got the talent. We all know he has the talent. We paid the money for a reason. Did we mm-hmm. pay too much? Uh, I don't know. I don't really care how much we paid for him. Um, he's definitely got the talent, and he, he needs a consistent run, I think. Um, just coming off the bench, he did well tonight. He did better than honestly I expected him to. Um, so, against a very determined Brantford side, I mean, yeah, they may be going down, but they're very well organized at the back, and Jansen is a beast. Dude is huge. Um, <laughs> and so, I thought he did really well coming on, as, as opposed to Eddie, who Nick said, did he come on? He kind of disappeared. His big, his biggest contribution was trying to figure out who the fuck to give the armband to. <laughs> you know, yeah. He eventually gave it to the right person at least. <laughs> he did. Um, let me go to our second goal, Nick um, Saka. Another break from the back. This one, no, this is the one I think I might have got messed up. The middle bit, I'm not sure of. So another break from the back with Party makes a run down midfield, and I'm not sure what happens after that. But then you see Lacker trying to get round one of their players. Their player kind of trips over Lacker. Did Lacker get a touch and put the ball out to to Lacker to Saka? Is that what happened? Because my notes are incomplete. Yeah, I think so. I think that was a bit scrappy where I think they both sort of kicked it at the same time and it found its way to to Saka. I mean, Lacker's that will claim that as an assist, obviously. <laughs> and then obviously Saka just done what he's been doing for the last, what, two, three years, pretty much since he broke into the side. And I'm still not sure what foot this boy is. Is he left-footed or right-footed? I still don't know. He doesn't... I've never seen like such a two-footed player, especially when it comes to scoring goals, since, what, probably Santi? He was, you know, so good with both feet. And he just blasted it in. And I just... I don't know why. I just love a goal when it comes in off the post. I just love that so much more. Because I know you could say, well, if it... You know, if it was like a half an inch the other way, it would come out. But it just looks so much better when it comes off the post. What do you think, Dave? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It, I, I agree. I think. I, and I actually used in my notes. I have the word scrappy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing when he when he slots it in like that, and it and it pings off that post. I agree. That is a wonderful sound. Um, but it was a scrappy goal, but it was a well-worked goal in the end. And, and Saka is who he is. He does what he does, and I'd love to watch it. Um, so, yeah. Some of the comments in the chat. Uh, Albert says, Pepe looked lively today. Daniel Kupka, did Eddie come on? 
sums up his performances lately. Ray says, I hope you're nice and warm, Ray, because I'm freezing. Laka with the assist for ESR and Party with the assist for Saka. Okay, Loki, what's with the constant beards on here? Clean and shave people. I can't even remember when the last time I would have had a shave. I think it may have been about 18 years ago when I once shaved it all off and then went, no, not having that. And uh, when was the last time you shaved, Dave, had uh, a proper wet shave? Like completely shaved off? Yeah. Uh, I was probably 15. <laughs> oh, we know Nick. We know Nick's was about a week ago. Uh, Lucky, I'm sorry that the weight of manhood is too much for you to grow a beard, but we all understand. <laughs> right, Thunder uh, Ball fell to party. Who played it to Saka? Right, I wasn't sure because they didn't show enough replays of it, and I have to type it and look and then type and look. So I need at least three three replays. So after this, David, you you mentioned it earlier. Talk about the Jacaran band incident, as it will henceforth be known <laughs> in the annals I, of Arsenal history. <laughs> I don't know what to say because I don't know what the hell went on. They just kept saying that Jacques was refusing the armband. They didn't actually show it. Oh, uh, yeah, they showed it here while we were watching South Africa. No, we weren't watching it on South African TV, were we, Nick? No, we were both down there, and but at yeah. this time, me and you were it's getting like, in our helicopter to come back to Norwich and your place within eight minutes because oh, that's, that's what we did. But theoretically, if it, it went to the right person in the end, Tyranny's the one who should have been given it in the first place. So. Yeah, but they um, they showed they they were talking about it, but we didn't see it. And I think an incident happened near towards the end of the game, and then they showed it again. There was a bloke block in the middle of the screen. It looked like Eddie um, had that armband, put his hands inside it to open it up to put it over Jacques's arm, and then Jacques kind of looked away, didn't say no. And then he uh, held on to it for a little while. And then he must have gone and tried it again later. And he didn't want want to. And then Tyranny and him were near each other. So Tyranny put his arm out and he went and put it on Tyranny's arm. And like like David says, Nick, is that your choice of captain for next season? Yeah, I mean, between him and Ben White, I'd, I'd be happy with either of those, you know, captain or vice captain. I know Tyranny's been here like a couple of years longer, but I do prefer a centre-back as captain because, you know, where they stand on the pitch, they can actually, you know, see the whole game in front of them. Whereas Tierney obviously being on the left and how much time he actually spends, you know, like overlapping and getting forward and putting stuff in the box. I don't know if he can, you know, read the game as well. You know, if you, if you actually are going to have a captain who's allowed you know, to organise and bark out orders on the pitch. If it's just a token gesture, then I don't really care who we give it to. But it's just strange because I still don't think we've officially named a captain, a club captain, since Aubameyang's gone, have we? Like well, Wikipedia, Wikipedia have got it updated. Lacazette captain, Xhaka vice captain, Rob Holding third captain. Well, I can't remember seeing that, but like I said, most of those aren't going to be here. But it's weird with Shaka because obviously they stripped it off him when he had his little hissy fit on the pitch a few seasons ago. But the strange thing is he has wore the armband before. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, they've given it to him when people have gone off. And I'm pr- I can't remember the game. I think it's at least one or two where he started as the captain as well. So I don't know what's happened recently where he, you know, refused to wear it now i don't know what's happened to be honest obviously they needed to sort this out before the game but 
yeah, it's a strange thing whether or not he thought he was going to get made captain again when Aubameyang left. I don't know, but maybe maybe they could just ask Shaka after the game. That might be able to sort it out, won't it? Okay, uh, Magga's on Twitch. Hello, everybody on Twitch, my favourite platform for doing stuff. Says, uh, Ramsdale question, Mark David, do you think is it good to have a goalkeeper as captain? I think eventually he's still a bit young, in my mind, anyway. Yeah. Mm. Is a. I don't think there's been many famous captains. I mean, Peter Shilton was. Was he captain for England a few times? No, I don't know. I'm asking you two. Uh, you don't want David doesn't watch it. And Nick isn't old enough. Oh, we've had yeah, we've had some people followers on on the Twitch, Nick. We've got Jay Tusk four hours ago, and Superdog Godripus. Well, hello to you two if you're still here. Thank you very much. I think we uh, how many followers? We've got 255 followers, Nick. Wow. Well done. Oh, I never look at that. Um, done that bit. Uh, position and experience party. Uh, formerly knows says Xhaka must be off in the summer. Won't complain, though. Maggers says, I feel like everybody on the team is a bit young, to be fair. Uh, but then someone has to take it. But I think uh, Loki has a good point. Katie's won stuff. He's won the league a few times in Scotland, and he's won the uh, the Scottish Cup, and he's played in Europe. Most of the, Did he uh, wear the armband for Celtic or Scotland, though? Because I know he's for Scotland. He's played as like a back three at points as well. But has he ever really been a captain anywhere? Uh, I checked. He was a captain for a while at Celtic, but he's won five, four titles for Celtic. Uh, won two Scottish Cups, two League Cups, and did he do any uh, any doubles? Yeah, he's done the double, and he did a triple, and then he did a, a half double, which is the FA, the the Premier League and the League Cup. So, so that just proves he won't drop the trophy like Aubameyang did because he's used to lifting trophies up. Sad times. Uh, Ray says Ramsdale is a year younger than Katie. Katie's twenty four. Erdegaard is my favourite, says Albert. And Noza isn't Neuer captain for Bayern and Germany? Yeah, he may well be. I don't like them. Uh, Locus's thumbs up, peeps. That could be good. Right. Um, have I got any more notes to go through for this uh, game that was uh, a bit of a. Hello, Dora. You're what about right? their goal that was given in stoppage time? I've not made a note of that. I was too disgusted. The last one I've put is 84th minute. Maisie, uh, Pepe Maisie run, then brought down on the edge of the box. Referee looked as if, look at us as if we smelt of poo, David. That was definitely should have had something for that, shouldn't we? Yeah, I agree. That was a blatant trip. Um, <laughs> All left his leg in and... Didn't yeah. get, get, I guess he, they can't review a non-call. I don't know what that means. They, should, but, they need to. Yeah. But referee, like you said, didn't want anything to do with it and just ran off. Oh, yeah. VAR can give something if the ref didn't give anything at all because that's pretty much what it's there for if he's missed something. Well, clear and obviously missed it. But they, for whatever reason, didn't want to until the 93rd minute. They decided they wanted to look at, a, you know, when they give him offside, they decided to spend two or three minutes to try and give him offside. Or to give them onside, should I say? Yeah, Craig Pawson was the the fourth official. No, uh, no, the VAR person today, scumbag. Um, so, uh, Nick, what did you say? The uh, you talk us through the 
if you can, it looked like a right old mess. The Brentford, that's who we played. Talk to me the Brentford goal. Good luck with that. I'll just sit here and keep my hands warm as you talk. Well, they had a free kick about, what, 35 to four, about 35 yards out, and they put it in initially, and like about three or four Brentford were pretty much all offside, but that didn't get to them. That sort of fumbled out, and it went back in again with Brentford players still offside, but then it bounced off, and then for the third time it went in, I think a few of them were back onside, not all of them, but I'm not sure exactly because it hit one of our players, I want to say Ben White maybe, like in the back, so it sort of bobbled down and then they sort of passed it and just basically poked it into the net, which obviously Ramsdale didn't look very happy because he, he loves a clean sheet, does Ramsdale, and I think that's pretty much their only decent chance they had for the game, really, and that was just, you know, that, that was the only goal they were ever going to get, and the ref, and then when I saw, oh, the linesman's put his flag up. I was like, oh, it's offside. <laughs> Clean sheet for us. And then we saw that VAR thing, and the referee was like, oh, hang on, hang on. Yep, we're getting Radio 4 coming through here. And for some reason, they looked at it two or three times and put loads of lines up. And I'm like, even before they started showing, I thought, they, they're going to give this goal because they just want to, you know. And I'm not sure. Like I said, they were as onside as Lacazette was offside in the you know the, the goal they actually disallowed and look these I still don't understand I mean Dave will probably go I still don't understand these lines they put in because we've got different colours they grey out some of them they make bits darker <laughs> and I'm still really not sure what the offside rule is anymore like how they can do that but and then after that for some reason even though the time was up they decided to play for another two minutes and they went through and, you know, like a bobbled, and they went through and could have could have easily got a shot away and got an equaliser, which was would have been terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't... The offside rule has become so vague that they can apply it in any way they want, and it brings out the conspiracy theorist in me <laughs> that this is how they manipulate games. But it's so... And then when you get VAR into it, when they're drawing all the lines across the pitch and you can manipulate those lines to show what you want them to show. And unless somebody actually does computer analysis and, and actually looks at those lines, how do you know what they're doing? Like I said, it brings out the conspiracy theorist in me. Um, it's well, just, I don't know if it's you, because I didn't, because they were all clearly offside for the first cross in. We don't know because the refs have been told to wait until it's finished to put his flag up. What offside was he given? Was he given the first one? They were, they were all clearly offside, which is more than likely, which, you know, like if they play an advantage or whatever, I don't know how you play an advantage when they're all offside, you know, for the second, third or third, you know, fourth time they put the ball in, you know, so what offside were they challenging? Because if he gave them offside in the first one, you have to go back to the first infringement, don't you? But obviously you don't with Arsenal, because which is why um, Martinelli got two yellow cards in the last game. Because right. I always thought you had to go back to the first, because obviously if you stop the game at the first one, you then cannot do the second offside or goal. But I mean, we still won in the end, so it's not the end of the world unless we lose out on top four by on goal difference by one, then it will be quite bad. Still very, very annoying. 
Right, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, just making some, uh, filling in some information there while you two are having a little chit-chat. So, have anybody got dinner. any... Hey? I thought Dan used to order in your shopping from Tesco's. Ah, that came the other day. Today I had two tuna rolls and two bananas. That's how I live. How I roll. Anybody got any questions? We have got a couple of questions at the moment. So let, just put a, a just put the letter Q and then your question, and then we'll add it to the list of questions. David, is there any more points about the game you'd like to make before we uh, move on from this and wish it never happened? Nope, I, I've exhausted my notes. Uh, Nick? No, I deleted my notes now. I've got video game notes up for my video games podcast, unless you want to like talk about those. That's a few times you've mentioned. Now, what is your podcast? What's it called? Some 360 Gamer Cast. Or you don't even like 360. You're a, play, you're a PlayStation person. I hate PlayStation. I don't enough, have anything to do with PlayStation. Right. What's it called? I hate them. 360 Gamercast or 360G. He's changed the name several times, but that's obviously on you know the iTunes, Spotify, and everything. But that's also recorded on Twitch live some every Sunday night at 8 30. Oh. I think that's on a different name, which is always fun. That's under Webby360G. Oh, you need to have continuity of names, I'm afraid. That's how it works. Yep. You need to have a word of him, tell him to sort it out. I will, but he's in charge, so he pays so How many of you are there? Uh, five or six, when we can be bothered. You know about that, though, don't you, Danny? Oh, it's the bane of my fucking life, people who can't be bothered to turn up for podcasts. Well, it's too much like hard work. Yeah, scumbags. Um, so, uh, is it just the two of you that talk, or is there more? No, there's four or five of us who get on there, but obviously some of them in the boat as much as they used to be. Yeah. Because everyone's got lives, apparently. No. Yeah, no one's allowed out. No such thing as lives. People need to stay in where it's safe. So, uh, yes. David, you said you've got no more points. I'm just uh, getting a tweet ready for the end of the show. So uh, where was I? We are here. I'm clicking that. Oh, here we go. We have got some questions. I'll save that one. Um, Loki says, play FNV, Nick. I don't know what that means. Never heard of it. No, me neither. I think Loki's making it up. Right, we have a question here from the first one we got in today from Sai. And this I'll give this one to you, though, because I know how much you love talking about Xhaka. i got a question about Xhaka. Are we stupid enough to still think we can get the Xhaka-ness out of Xhaka? I hope not, but hmm. all evidence points to the contrary. <laughs> I, don't, I think the fans know who he is. Arteta has to know who he is at this point, and he's okay with it. That's the only thing I can surmise, is that he's okay with the you know, five or six red cards a season and the points it drops us. Do you think we could see maybe Lokonga coming in for some games? Because for someone who started off the season so well, he isn't really getting a chance with as a partner to either one of those two. It's going to happen sometime this season. Is it? We can't, we're not going to see uh, a Xhaka and Party start. So we've got 15 to go. So that have been 17 straight league games, are we? Well, no, no, because they're probably going to get sent off, aren't they? <laughs> Cheeky. David? I hope so. Sempi's talented, and, 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 but he's young, and he needs minutes. He needs experience and, until he gets it. What are we going to do, send him out on loan? No, we can't. No. Right? So, uh, so, right. 
may as well play him because you know Jacques is not the long term solution. We all know he's leaving as soon as he can, especially after today. If he actually refused the armband, um, do you think they're going to go all in on that, Dave? What's that? But the media, do you think they're going to go all in on this armband (laughs) thing and make it a big thing? Of course they will. They'll have a field day with it, whether it was anything or not. But, um, but I mean, if he doesn't do anything about it, then whole, his whole Arteta's all tough stance on discipline is, as most people know, is complete bullshit, and it'll be shown for what it is—a fragile ego who's afraid to make decisions when it matters. Good. Right. Next question for you, Nick, from Will T. Question: uh, If you was a striker, would you want to play in this team, considering how the play is? is how the play is and lack of forward service. It's a pep formation needs those kind of players. I think I just understood that. I think they saying, are we just going to not bother playing strikers like Man City do? Because we might as well do because they're not scoring, are they? I mean, if we're going to play Lacazette and you know, depending on if Odegaard's playing, if we could play Eddie up front, that just doesn't seem effective at all. So we could theoretically put Pepe in as a false whatever somewhere and, you know, just play loads of midfielders and hope for the best. I mean, this is why Arteta's getting paid the money. He's done what he's done. He's sold who he's sold. And, I mean, I respect them for not just wasting money and buying anyone. I mean, they was talking of like Maratta and stuff like that, and he's proven he can't do it in this league at all. And I mean, they did try, for, as far as I'm aware, to get the um, I can't say half of their names. I'm glad I didn't know, but who, who was it, Danny? The two strikers, old Vlad Vladovic and Vlahovic. Vladov, yeah, that one and the other one. And they were talking about 60, 70 million for the other one as well, who is probably not worth that. So, you know, you shouldn't really pay that for someone who's, um, you know, only had like one good season. And, um, yeah, so I'd, I'd rather them buy a good player than buy someone just to shut up, you know, Arsenal negative Twitter. Because if we sign them, they're still going to be here for three, four years if they're not good enough. And we're, then we've got another player here that we've got to try and ship out. So, like I say, keep your powder dry and just go in the summer. You were going to say something there, David? I agree to a certain extent that, yeah, I don't want to just sign anybody to sign somebody, but at the same time, we should have a plan. Yeah, not something we've uh, we've bothered with too much over the years. Oh, another question there. I'll add that to the list. Righty-ho, right. That's uh, oh, one for you, David, from And Lots of Numbers. Do Premier League referees have to attend mandatory training, i.e. to improve their refereeing, in quotes, skills, or lack of, such as John Moss has, or have their eyesight tested? Because you see the, the referee today, he was old, he was fat, he was balding, and he was grey. That bloke has no place on a pitch, does he? I mean, referees should be in a peak of physical condition, not just okay for a bloke in his late 50s. Yeah. I mean, when when you're in that sort of shape you're and you're, extend, you're, ex, you're extending that much effort, um, it tends to take from your, your mental faculties, right? So the more tired you get, the less coherent your thought is. I know personally how that feels. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, no, it's it's absolutely. And if they're not being tested, if they're not training, and if they're not reviewing their games, then I don't. It would explain a lot, um, but it seems like the minimum amount of professional um, behavior that we would need from our from a referee in a, in a league like the Premier League, which is a lot of people will argue is probably the best league in the world. Um, and a lot of people would argue that they're some of the worst referees in the world. So does it? There's a. We've definitely got some of the older referees in Europe. I think are retired, or I don't think we actually have a mandatory retirement age for them. I think a lot of Europe. I mean, I was talking about this with my dad before the game. A lot of it in Europe is like forty-two, forty-five. I think ours was a few years ago, forty-eight, but they they can basically review that and keep it going. I remember, I mean, it's going back a few years now. I mean, it was Phil Dowd. I mean, he was a big boy as well. I mean, he dwarfed Danny. That's how big he was. I remember when um, Sir Alex, yeah. And um, I remember Sir Alex Ferguson absolutely called him out and nicely said the gentleman cannot keep up with play because of his size. And he's deliberately blowing for fouls that are not there to catch his breath, which... I'm not a lover of Fergie, but he was pretty much spot on when it comes to that. But that's just our referee system. I think we've got one of the only referee system in Europe that doesn't have any kind of, you know, monitoring, you know, to make sure, you know, checking their stats and fitness and stuff like that compared to the rest, you know, like an outside source to keep an eye on them. They just all do it internally. So you just have to prove, you just have to not prove, you have to just hope that they're not, Crap. Yes. Uh, quick mate, the Niles update. Roma at home to Verona. Uh, Roma are playing a 3 4 1 2, and Maitland is on the right hand side of the midfield four. They're currently 2 0 down with uh, 40 minutes to go, and they don't seem to be doing that well. Good. Never mind. So, uh, right, on to another question. Oh, that's been on there for, for ages. Um, question for you, David, from Rocky. Have we got a big enough squad to get to top four? Ooh, that's a good question. What, 16 games? Yeah. We have a big enough squad to play 16 games. Looking at the stats, the, the, are the 19, the eight, I think 19 players who have played the most minutes in the Premier League this season, we've still got 18 of them at the club. Mm. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Katie's got a question for you, Nick. Do you think we have a chance of winning our games in hand with these with this team? After today, I'm concerned. So many chances not converted. So the games in hand are uh, Chelsea away, uh, Spurs away, Liverpool at home, in no particular order. <laughs> well, I suppose we have a chance of winning all of those. But like I said, we're out of everything apart from the league. So tiredness should not be an issue. Injuries through tiredness also shouldn't be an issue. You know, no one should be getting tired because they're in the red zone. And um, yeah, I mean, we we could have a chance, but it's like I said a few weeks ago, it's going to be so close this top four. I don't think anyone's just gonna, you know, up until the. I mean, Chelsea scored an 89th minute winner. You know, if they had if they'd have drawn today, I think if we'd have won our games in hand, we'd have gone above them in the third. That's how close it's going to be. I think, have we got three or four games in hand of West Ham as well? Four. Above us? 
four. So that's strange. We're coming up to the end of February and we got four games in hand to play. Well, now it's three, but it was four. Oh, yeah, it was four. But, yeah, I mean, they they drew as well today. But, yeah, I mean, Arteta's just going to have to work it out. I mean, he knew in January what it was going to do. I think we've all said it's all down to if he can't get Lacker and Eddie to score goals or to get Eddie to score a goal in the Premiership this season, because one would be nice, then... It's the midfield, they've got to score enough to get. And if it's all down to midfield, we're going to get these scrappy 1-0, 2-1 games, aren't we? I've just remembered the moment we are doing the preview show and I said, that remember I was playing Man City three games ago. I remember I was playing Man City three games ago. Now, it's one of the most impressive attacking displays in the first half I've ever seen us do. That was the game three games ago. So uh, if I could let myself know that from about three hours ago, uh, that would be very, very good. Oh, uh, well, that, uh, that one. Question for, so we've done that one, for David from Julio Salmondo, currently on the run from the FBI. Nobody knows where. Any thoughts on us just getting a freebie striker in? I think, are you allowed to buy players, get players that are free agents? Or is there a window where that ends? Because I'm, I'm, I'd have thought it can't be as easy as, oh, you're not doing anything. Come play for the Arsenal. We brought in MLS players at the end of their season. Yeah, but in our, I think there's a window, isn't there, well, after which you can't... No? I don't know. Oh, I don't know, nor do I. Do anybody know? Do you know, Nick? I think there is a window in the Premiership, but not in the Championship. But then you've got to think, if we bring anyone in, they've pretty much got to be homegrown qualified because we'd have to replace them in the squad, you know, have, you know, in the 25. So who's out there who's homegrown you know, because uh, you have to, to submit the the squad, don't you? You're not allowed to edit it after. Yeah, I think we've already done that. Well, I think there'd be what was like an emergency loan deal. Like, remember That's when we got gold, um, when we got Mad Jens in a few years ago? Yeah, and he came back and played one game. What a game, then, though! Yeah, and he uh, I don't know, I don't remember the game, but then he now holds the record for the oldest outfield player. Oh, any player really? What game was it? Do you remember? No. No, nor do I. No idea. Right. Um, who, who's the next question for? Hmm. I'll give it to you, Nick. I don't know. I can't remember. Albert says, do you guys think that Ramsdale would have done better on the Brentford goal? Did he overcommit? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, he comes sliding out, didn't he, on his knees, almost doing uh, a... Uh, who's who scores? Like a Ronaldo. Does Ronaldo go and slide on his knees? There's some player when he scores comes sliding out on his knees and it annoys me because I think stay at that bloody pitch, young man. But yeah, do you think uh, Nick? Do you think Ramsdale was at fault for with that goal? He's a little bit too eager to come rushing out. Well, maybe. I mean, we criticised the goalkeepers so badly. You know how quickly. You know he had what he had to be in three different positions for three possible like headers or shots at goal in the space of about five seconds. How is he supposed to be in all those positions that quickly? You know, and how much, how many times has he saved us this season? You know, so possibly he could have done better, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of fault into it. You got any thoughts on, on whether he's at fault, David? I'm, yeah, I agree with Nick. I mean, yeah, maybe he was a bit overeager, but at the same time, how can we criticize one slip in a game where he had not a whole lot to do? 
and given his past performances, I don't, I'm not going to criticize him for it. Should he have, should he have been a little bit more patient and stayed at home? Maybe, but I'm not going to complain about him. Right, one final question for the pair of you. I'll start with you, David. From Avon, not Teddington, who is going to get the goals from the left-hand side, ESR or Gabby? Well, I think that's going to be Smith Rowe because Martinelli, he's got to be up front. He's got but by the end of the season, he has to be starting every game up front, whether us Lacazette behind him or Odegaard behind him. He's, you know, it just seems that he scores goals, you know, when he gets in position to score goals. Whereas, like I said, Eddie hasn't scored all seasons, probably getting close to 18 months without scoring in the Premiership, if not longer. Lacazette, I mean, a few weeks ago, he had that shot and that went like inches wide. Now that's hitting the bloody the corner flag. So he's getting worse. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's got to be Smith Rowe still on the left, and I'd, I would go with um, Martinelli up front. How about you, Nick? Um, not Nick. Your Nick's already said his. You, David. That other guy. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. no, absolutely. I think it's going to be SR because it's been him so far this season. And he had, I mean, you got to keep in mind, he's a leading scorer, and he hasn't started that many games if you look at the whole of the season. So he's making, an, uh, not only is he, when he starts, he makes an impact. But when he comes off the bench, he makes an impact. And is he carrying a knock or something? What's going on with him? Because at the end of the, when he came off, everybody was making a big to do about it. Like he was looking a pace behind. I didn't really see anything that that led me to believe that. But they were saying they were saying something that he was carrying a knock or something. I think I think similar have- to Jack in the. You know the the under twenty threes and that. I think he's had a few, nothing major, but a few niggly injuries growing up through you know his late teens. So I think they're just like I said, they're not trying to. I'm not nice to say it, they're not trying to jack him, are they? Just play him every minute of every game when he's twenty twenty one, and just basically burn him out. I mean that's why you look at Jack now. I mean he should he should still be playing for the talent he had. He should still be playing and probably captain for Arsenal and possibly England by now. And he's been without a club for, well, it's going to be a year now. I think he could go because he's, you know, a free agent somewhere. But I think he's, from what I've heard, he's been pretty much blacklisted by most of the premiership because they just think he's in, he's finished, you know, with his injuries, unfortunately, but. I think that's what they're trying not to do with him. Yeah, there's a whole field of study around, uh, it's called repetitive, I can't remember the acronym, but it's a whole repetitive athletic injuries where kids who start playing sports really young tend to develop the same types of injuries over and over again, and it becomes chronic, and it ends their careers early. Um, I read a whole paper about this probably a couple of years ago. It's fascinating, and it made me sad because of the 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 whole focus on youth sports here in America. Um, and everybody wants their kid to be the next Tiger Woods, the next Tom Brady, the next whoever. So they push their kids and they end up being injured and ending careers earlier than they should have. So, yeah, uh, that's good that they're trying to manage that. I think. It's, it's just bad how much effort, how much 
they put on these kids. I mean, you look at the young girl in the Olympics, the stuff. I mean, I don't blame her for anything. She don't know what, what she's been taken. Just how they're trying to force these babies to just do things like that, all for what? Money and trophies? You know, I know that's sort of what, you know, that's what sports is about. But you've got to look after the person first, you know. You know, you can't do that to players at such a young age. And I think, especially more in football now, because managers get so little time in in charge, I don't think they really care the long term for these youngsters or players in general. I think that's one of the worst things why we have so many injured players. Yes, true. Right, we have some more questions there, but I can't do them because... Uh... Got kind of wee wee. Right, so we've been going an hour and ten minutes. That's about twenty minutes more than I said we were going to go. Um, it's been a bit of a. Uh, we've seen some good things and some bad things from today's game. We've won the game, which is the most important thing. No one got injured, which is also a really important thing. Shame we didn't keep the clean sheet. We've uh, at least we've shown that we can create chances to score goals. It's just actually putting them away. And like you two are saying, I think it is important that Martinelli gets a chance up front because ESR has shown he's too good for the bench. He needs to play on the left-hand side. Martinelli needs to play up front. And then uh, Lacazette needs to have a rest for a while, probably maybe 16 games. Same with Eddie. He can have a 16-game rest and then bring Pepe on to cause havoc near the end of the game. That seems to be the way it's going to work. So, uh Yes, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. If you are new, give this uh, podcast a thumbs up and maybe give it a subscribe. We had 10 subscribers last week. That's amazing. We're in our ninth season as a podcast. Jesus. Come on, people. Pull your fingers out. I ain't here for the fun of it. Well, I am, actually, but that's not the point. Nick, thank you very much for joining us. Where can people find you on the Twitters and maybe other podcasts? Yeah, on like Twitter, Twitch, pretty much Nick Fights on all that sort of social media stuff. Nice and easy to remember. And are you a fighter or are you a lover? I'm a crybaby. Oh, best way to be, then they leave you alone. David, exactly. where can people find you on the cesspit, cesspit, fit, peel, cesspit, cesspit? You can't find you me know. hiding in my shed in the middle of the forest. Um, no, I think my, wa- my, where's my waffle? Where's my waffle? That's, that's my Twitter handle as much as I tweet. And then uh, this it's the same for Instagram, which I'm a bit more active on, but not that active. You've been a busy man building your guitar. It's looking very good. Thank you, sir. Who are you going to give it to? Yourself? Um, I mean, it will be the first guitar I've built from scratch, so yeah, I'll probably keep it. Good. Can you play It'll the guitar? Garbage. It won't be that good of a guitar. It'll be it's fine. A, it's a learning curve, so I'll get that. Can you play the guitar? Yeah, I've been playing a long time. I don't play well, but I I have fun. I play punk mostly. What's your favorite song to play? Uh, it's called McGrad by... Um, no, the name of the band is McGrad. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's an old punk song, skate punk song from the 80s. It's just fun. Do you play any U2 or Genesis? <laughs> uh, no Genesis. Uh, I think I've learned a couple of U2 songs. War yeah. is probably one of like it's probably top twenty albums of all time. Um, yeah, I don't like any of their other albums, but War is a fantastic album. So, yeah. Fair enough, can't argue with that. Right, people, thank you very much to everybody in the chat. We will be back um, tomorrow night. Actually, it's me and Mike 
uh, Feinberger from the, the Gooners podcast. And we were doing our 10 p.m. Sunday roast where we come on and you think this was unorganized nonsense. You should see what's going to happen tomorrow night. Two fat blokes talking about nothing for about an hour. So, uh, yeah, we, actually, you lot, we, we don't make any plans for it. And we come and say, chat, what should we talk about? And you tell us what to talk about. And then last week we covered films. I think we covered uh, food and uh, drinks. I think we covered as well and other sports that we liked. And Mike mentioned ice hockey and then I fell asleep. So, yes, come and join us tomorrow, 10 p.m. UK time. So it's going to be ooh, 5 p.m. on the east and maybe 2 p.m. all the way out on the west, possibly. I think that's right. Yes, look at me with numbers. Uh, and then the podcast midweek, uh, probably going to do it on Tuesday. I think Jeff Arsenal might be back for that one. I know. And Gary uh, from from Twitter and YouTubing, he might be on as well. Right. Thank you very much, everybody. And we will see you later. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.